0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed.
1: With Mitchell out, is there kind of a thought that you know, you went to Julius at the five, with RJ at the four. I assume you yeah, were just searching.
2: Yeah. We just, we're downsizing because we were behind. And, and I think that, you know, you're trying to speed the game up, trying to get more shooting onto the floor, but it also probably hurt us rebounding-wise. And you know, but you, you know, you want to you want to have that as part of what you're doing. Um, and I think we can do better with that as well. But you know, it's just the next guy. We I love the depth that we have at center. You know, Isaiah and and Jericho, Julius can play the five. So we got we got three guys that are more than capable
1: in mind is the lens do you think to Jericho is like play style more similar to Mitchell and maybe
2: he'll he could see a start. Yeah, we just well, I want to think and see more uh, think it through in terms of what's best for both groups and what will make us function best and so and both guys have gone back and forth so we'll, we'll get a chance to look at it deeper and then make a decision
3: um busy. You know, LeBron James is coming into MSG and breaking the scoring record, right? Yet another all-time great we are on the wrong side of history for. So you know what I did today or yesterday? I went and I did the math about what does LeBron need to average if he wants to be 40 points away from the scoring record when he comes in here. What does he need to what does he need to average what if he wants to be 50 points away from the scoring record when he comes in here? What does he need to average if he wants to be 60 points away from the scoring record when he comes in here? Because do I put it past LeBron James to put up a 60 spot Madison Square Garden if it means passing Green? No, I don't. Um I, he would need to basically approach 40 a night from now until When he comes in. Can he do it? (laughs) Yes, he can. Um, And like we know LeBron is a student of the game and the history and the whole thing. Uh, I'm not ruling it out. I'm not ruling it out. Busy with another one. What makes it worse is the thought that it might happen at the beginning of the year. uh, And I didn't bet on it. You should a bad job. Are you busy? got to put your money where your mouth is. Speaking of putting where your, money, your money where your mouth is, where I have regrets. Andrew Claudio paid for a substantial portion of his lovely fiance's engagement ring by having a gut instinct on most improved player early last season and putting his money where his mouth is. Andrew Claudio, I don't know if you want to pop in here. How many games had passed this season where I was
1: like, Laurie Barkanen. Most approved player. Put your money on it. It was three games in. Third game in. Laurie Markham looked great with the jazz and how he's being used. He's a surefire all-star. He's currently the front. Uh, yeah, now he's the front runner because Halliburton's hurt um, for most approved player. And I'm pretty sure the odds were like 30 to one at that time. And I said, I did, I did this. We did it on a Patreon pod. It was like the way too early awards thing that we did. It was three games in. So where we are in New York, we can't bet on player awards in any sport. It's like a weird thing with the New York um, agreement with uh, the betting uh, commission that you're allowed to bet on games, you're allowed to bet on props, you can bet on individual moments and whatnot. You cannot bet on individual season awards. And you texted our good friend, um, Mr. Ozerowski in New Jersey. Hey, just pro tip, Lori Marketing, most improved player. See what the odds are. and. Yeah, that that is uh, is something I'm also regretting not texting and seeing if I could talk to a friend in Jersey about jumping on. So just a terrible freaking job by me not not figuring out a way to put some money on that. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna jump off and I'll text into you. I want to see what the odds are now for most improved player. But we'll. Good job by you figuring out the the seeing that early. I am curious to see what Jalen Brunson's odds are, but he's not getting it. I'm just want to see what the odds are. So we'll send it.
3: Uh, Thanks, busy. Appreciate it. As always, Robert cross. What's going on, Robert? This is for the legend of GMAC. What is his secret to assembling an all-star roster? That is KFS hashtag 53 wins.
1: So, This is in reference to DJ Zulo, um, who is the newest member of KFS. It's helping him out with some some pregame breakdowns of the upcoming opponent. It's not going to be every game, but if you go to the Knicks Film School Twitter account and going forward, I'm going to try and get them onto the YouTube channel and on other social platforms, too. He put up an outstanding breakdown of how the Knicks guarded Kyle Kuzma last game. And I couldn't help but notice them making the same mistakes today. Now, Bradley Beal's on the floor. Porzingis had it going, so you had to honor other people. But um, yeah, he, he's going to be doing some film work for us along with Benji. So um, give him a follow. He's tagged in the Twitter uh, in the tweet that we posted earlier. And uh, yeah, the, the secret, Robert, is to um, be open to very talented people joining the roster. That's, that's really it. I I like talent when I see it. So. Yes. Yes, I agree. Kevin,
3: what's going on? Great to hear from you, man. Uh, Kevin McEwen. Randall padding like a child is not a good look. That's never a good look. I'll get back to that in a second. His shot is not falling. He doesn't play defense. He's totally disengaged. It's embarrassing to watch. Harsh comment on Julius Randall. Um, Man, when did I become the Julius Randall defender? Hmm. Things that you didn't think were going to happen. Um, he does play D. Um, <clears throat> it's, <laughs> it's not great defense. It's not great defense. Um, his doubles aren't good. He doesn't close out the way you want to. There are very clear weaknesses in defensive in his defensive game. I think largely his effort has been there this year the second half of the year. Let me be very clear about that. There was not here in the first half of the year, I, but I, but here's the thing when you have to couch it so much, like the more I couch it, the more it's like, you know what, Kevin, you're right. I don't have anything to say. No, it's like, the, it's like y- you want to highlight the good, but part of why, part of why I, f- I feel the need to highlight the good with Randall is because the bad is so bad. So when you get some good, you're like, Oh my God, let's praise him for the good. Should that be the way it is though, right? I think that's what really your point is. Is it's like you know, and that's I mean really your your child comment. I I have less of an issue with how he reacts on the court because I just this is who he is. This is how this is how he goes about his business and I, it is what it is. I don't as long as it's not impacting his ability to get back on defense, which it does sometimes, I don't mind that because I think his teammates know who he is at this point, and they're just like, it's it's Julius. the part the the child analogy is, I think, more apt where you do you know, in the sense of like when you have a small kid and the kid, you know makes poopy in the potty for the first time, you you know, you give him give him or her a, a standing ovation. There is a part of me that wonders if we've gotten to that point with Julius where it's like, oh, Julius tried on defense tonight. Julius like didn't fall all over himself on the defensive end. Let's, let's praise him for that. I, I, I'm not all the way there. Uh, full, I'm not full poopy and potty, uh, but I'm, I, I wonder if we are bordering on that. Thank you for inspiring that analogy, Kevin. We've, we've had some
1: doozies tonight. By the way, <laughs> yes. I have nothing to add to Poopy in the potty, but um I looked up the odds. Um would you like to know the top five for most improved player right now, John? C- can I guess? Go at number five. You think it's number five. I'm not guessing them in order. Is okay. marketing on it? Yes, he's on it. Is Halliburton on it? Yes, he's on it. Um so it more, is- more fun with a five through one, but you know, you do what you I'm sorry. <laughs> Is can I look at a list of teams? No. There's there's an obvious candidate that's number one that when you hear it, you're gonna be like, oh, is that really and it's like in the spirit of Ja Morant. His team. Give me a half a second. Give me a half okay. a second. Give me a half okay. a second. In there's, the spirit of John ja Morant? Yeah. Like a guy that we're not surprised probably with the next step he's taken, but because the award is weird, you know, it's not that it's a weird award, but it's, it's so John Morant won it, but it like, wasn't like a crazy improvement to be like, Oh, you were the number two pick in the draft. You were, you know, you had a moment in the playoffs and then your team won 56 games with you as their best player. I'm cheating. I'm looking at standings. De'Aaron Fox. Nope. Is he in the top five? No. He is number seven right now. Well, that's not that bad. So number seven is Yaron Fox. Number six is Des Bain. Okay. Number five oh, is SGA. S G A. is number, number one, one right now. Okay. That's a bad job. Number number five is Bull Bull. Number four <laughs> is Anthony Simons. Number three is Laurie Marking But this should change probably as the as the uh injury for Halliburton keeps him out longer. He's number two. And SGA and is number one. Is- where is Brunson even in the top ten? I got nothing in the top ten. Jordan okay. Poole has better odds than. I'm, not, Brunson I'm, right not, I'm really not surprised. Well, there I'm you gonna go. say.
3: So it's gonna. So it might come down to Laurie and SGA. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Thank you for that, Andrew. Brian Benjamin. What's going on, uh, Brian? Uh, Tibbs game plan. Brunson, Randall, Cook. Our offense sucks. I don't care if we're top 10. That's a testament to our players, not our coach, and his offensive plan. All right. We got our first aggressively anti-Tibbs comment of the night. I mean, you work with what you're given. Tom Thibodeau has really gifted one-on-one scorers. Jalen Brunson, certainly. Julius Randall this year. Um... You put the ball in their hands. you trust them to either make the shots or make the right pass when the passes are to be made. It's like a lot of teams are on that offense, you know, um and I, I make the point always it's like it's not you know, like calling plays and having intricate plays and whatever you want to say it doesn't make players better passers. Um, doesn't make them better cutters, doesn't make them better screen setters, doesn't make them anything you call all the plays you want. Your roster is what your roster is. And, oh, by the way, um, Knicks don't hit a lot of shots. So, you know, all the plays in the world to get the Knicks shots, like you, you still got to hit them and they don't hit enough of them. Unfortunately. Um, I'm, I want to look up the, the stat. We, we, we do like positive stats to, 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 or regular updates. The stat that I'm always interested in checking and, and reminding myself of is what pers- where the Knicks are in terms of percentage of threes made in the year. They're down to 27th. The three teams that shoot the three worse than the Knicks this year are the Hornets, the Rockets, and the Raptors. You know, so it's like, again, what does intricate offense get you? Get you open threes. Well, got to make them. Jim and on with another one. Uh, who is the team that gives us value for Obi with him playing the way he has? Amazing how we killed this kid's value, although his own play hasn't helped. I don't know that his value was ever that high. Um, like he ended the year scoring like eighty points over the last two games. If they shopped him this summer, what could they've gotten for him? I don't think anyone was giving them like an unprotected first round pick think They probably could have gotten a top ten protected first if they shopped him this summer. Um, you're not getting that now. Um, who's the team that gives us value? A team that knows they're gonna be able to use him in the way that he should be used? Indiana' is a good one. Indiana's a good one. Um, I I mean, Indiana is just so obvious. It really is. It's just incredibly obvious. But like, I think there are other teams out there who could give you good value. But Indiana is the most obvious one. And they have two extra first-round picks this year. It's a different question as to whether the Knicks want another first-round pick this year.
1: I don't know if they do. To be fair to Juanon, what he is specifically saying as far as value is concerned is since we drafted him. Oh, well, that's... Well, that's Julie, tri- that's related to Julius, right? But that's a trickle down effect of if you want to just look at him as an asset, not as a player, his value has gone yeah. down every second that he's been a Nick. I uh, see. I
3: disagree with that. I think his value went down. I think his value fluctuated, and then his value reached the highest point since they drafted him after at the end of last season. This season, from there. And actually I don't even know that it's gone down. Over the last over the first twenty games of this year, I think you could argue that maybe Obi's value even
1: went up from where it was at the end of last year.
3: Because he was doing so much in the minutes he was given. Then Touche. it started to go down.
1: Yes. I So then that goes to your point that his offense was never actually that high, but like for high enough to make it sustainable I, value. I think Don't forget, like, I don't want to get into the whole
3: OB thing, but like, don't forget what the conversation was when he was drafted. His conversation was he's by far the most NBA ready player in the draft. Mm -hmm. And like, that dude did a lot of shit on offense in college that, look, did he ever get the chance to fully do here? No. And that's partially because he got injured in his literally his first NBA game and he missed the next nine in the whatever or eight or whatever it was. And by the time he came back, Julius Randle was like, already making an all-star campaign. So he never got a chance to really establish himself as like, I'm going to be the go-to guy on a team and see what I can really do. That said, the instances where he's gotten a chance to quote-unquote cook in the NBA
1: hasn't gone particularly well. Outside Uh, of last season at the end, but I I understand what you're saying. That's 11 games when you're playing out the string. And even that was, he just hit a lot of threes. Like I'm talking about like run the offense through Obi Toppin. I, I, I maybe I'll i do go think, back. But I don't think any team is gonna run the offense through Obi. It's just they're gonna use him differently. They're not okay, gonna stick so, him in the corner, you know?
3: Yeah, so like you're not like the the, the there's a value drop off. There's like a big like you're either paying for a guy that could be a significant, huge part of your offense, you give the ball to, he could be one of your top three guys. And you're paying a DeJounte Murray level price or higher for that guy, or you're giving up a protected first. Like, there's not, it's not like, hmm, I'm going to give up a, like, you know, one and a half unprotected first. Like, there's there's very little in between. You don't see those in between trades. Cause you're either going to be a main guy for your team or Mm -hmm. you're going to be a cog. And like Obi, from the very early going in his NBA career, it was very clear he was going to be a cog.
1: Mm hmm. I guess I'm just like, it doesn't to his value. I I get it. Like he doesn't have the value of a Murray or someone who like is the focal point of an offense. He is a, is a cog. I just don't think as a cog, he's been used
3: correctly.
1: Totally fine. But like
3: your, your valuation fluctuation (laughs) uh, within the cog range is not going to be that high. You know, it's not like, yeah, I mean, I, I guess there's a world where he doesn't get injured and like they trade Randall after 15 games and like they start featuring Obi Top and his career takes off a completely different way. And then he's viewed as much more than a cog. I don't I don't know. We don't live in that world. I don't know what that world would look like. Um there's another team that I had thought of that I thought could use
1: might use him better. Jalen Brunson is third, by the way. In odds, I uh, found a different site that's more updated. It's SGA, Laurie Markin, and Jalen Brunson. Really? Yeah, it's plus twelve hundred for Jalen Brunson. At some sites, he got it for plus fourteen hundred, but it's a very clear like SGA glory market two headed race. Yeah,
3: maybe it was Toronto that I was looking at as a
1: possible. No, no, that money would well Toppin and Rose. Their transition the offense isn't great. That's why to- Indiana's a team. Indiana's a team. He gets to run the run transition with. Uh, with Halliburton, there'd be all these dunks available to him. Even if he's not like, you know, Amari or even like Lark- Mark, like in this year, I think there's a, a version where he's more than zero points a game with the Knicks, you know, yeah. or he's not just standing in the corner. Yeah. But fair. We'll see. Yeah.
3: All right. Let's keep it going. Uh, Emil, boom what's going on, Emil? I can't wait for the tips. Hey, players play coaches, coach, shocking effort. Miami Heat is killing the Pelicans. Yeah, they did. They they won that game. Uh, the Knicks don't want to meet the Raptors in the play in. Um listen, the, the the Knicks are again, it's it's two losses in a row. They've been largely really good over the last 2 months. They're about to enter a really dangerous place. Um, based on the schedule, they got to they got to write the ship. I think this week I they, I'll say this I think it's really important to come out with a win this weekend against Atlanta or Toronto. I'll sign. Where do I sign on the dotted line for one win of those two games? Just show me, show me the, show me the dotted line, Kevin, um, ideal post deadline rotation, same starters with IQ, Gary Trent, Jr., Reggie Bullock and Sims moving forward. Okay. Uh, my heart breaks, but I think Obi is hurting the team right now. may need a, to trade or go to the bench. I don't think there's any universe where they bench Obi Toppin. That is not going to happen. They'll bench Deuce because they know Deuce like doesn't really have any real value to begin with in terms of like trades. So sticking him on the bench for the rest of this year is like... Which I think this is what what's going to happen. They're going to stick him on the bench for the rest this year and then they'll hope you know, to use him as a rotation player or a semi rotation player next year. Um so in your scenario, you know, that's maybe Obi's the thing that gets you Gary Trent Jr. I, I have a tough time seeing Toronto looking at Obi uh like he, he just is so now maybe they needed something different, but he's just so different from how they play like defensively like they won a championship based on defense. Anything good that franchise has ever done. They've done on the heel uh, on since Messiah has been there. They've done with defense switchability, defending on a string, high level stuff. They're going to look at Obi Toppin and be like, that's the guy that we need. I don't, I don't know. Maybe is there a three team trade? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't, I don't know if I see that, but it, they're not benching Obi. They're gonna they'll trade him, maybe. They're not gonna bench him. Uh, Wombler with another one. What is Obi's floor? I don't wanna answer that. <laughs> Defense rebounding a rough. Um Man. I mean, he's a third year player that we have people saying maybe he shouldn't be in the rotation. Um, I don't even want to, I really don't want to answer that question. Like I like Obi Toppin a lot. It's just, if you're, if you, if you're in, I'm going to try to take this one step at a time. If you're in the league today, if you're not a center and Obi Toppin is, I don't think he's a center at either. He's definitely not a center on defense. Can he be can he be the center on offense? Like, yes, he can be the center on offense. So I don't know, maybe I should couch this statement. But if like if you're not a true center, if you're not a guy who could play true center, and you're gonna be an undersized five, let's say, which is what Obi would be, even if you're gonna be an undersized five, you kind of have to shoot it. And if you're not gonna play center, if you're gonna play any other position, you have to shoot it. <laughs> And if you're not going to shoot it consistently enough. Like how many NBA rotation players right now are guys who just don't have reliable three point shots that don't play center like they They're out there. Deuce is in the rotation right now. There are other players, but those players bring other things to the table. And like OB is a beast in transition, or at least he used to be. He hasn't scored a transition bucket in what feels like months, um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's low. I, I he's always been kind of a, a a quirky fit to envision where you have to like, I, yeah. You, he's not he's not Quentin Grimes, right? As Fred Katz likes to say, you could pl- you could put Quentin Grimes on any team in the league, and that dude's getting twenty twenty five minutes. Obi Toppin is not that. There's a lot of teams that Obi Top, and if he went to tomorrow, would not get any time. Then that's just the reality. So, um, L-E-U-C, I think I got that right. Trade Randall, strong part of the schedule upcoming. He will fold and be toxic when times are hard. It just takes a different animal. He is He's not it. Side note. Tibbs playing with I Heart over Sims a crime. Well, he didn't really, he started the second half with I Heart and they didn't go back to him. So credit to Tibbs for making the proper adjustment. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I would go that strong on that. Um, as far as trading, They're not going to trade Julius Randall. I don't know if the team lost seven or eight games in a row. Might they trade Julius Randall? I guess, depending on how he was playing at that time. But again, it's like, um, I'll I'll steal someone's line who I don't I don't think they want me to give them credit for this, but I'll just acknowledge that this is not my thought. Is Julius Randle the least tradable player in the league? Not in the sense that he has the least value, but in the sense that like when he's going good, it's like, "Oh my god, we can't trade this guy. This guy's amazing." And when he's going bad, it's like nobody wants him. Like if they like again, if they lost 7 or 8 in a row or something, which I don't I hope it doesn't happen, and Julius is suddenly playing poorly, like Who's going to trade for him? What are you going to get for him? You know, as of right now, you're so you're basically saying beat them to the punch and trade them now. They're not going to do that. Maybe the right thing to do. They're not going to do that. And if it is the right thing to do, for what? Where are you going? You know, it's, it's always the same question with Julius. Where are you trading him? What are you getting back? How do you justify that to your team? How do you justify that to your owner? How do you justify that to your coach? Not that anybody cares about that. A lot of selfish ball played today. It was pretty glaring. This is where I blame Tibbs on Obi. He's just a corner boy. That's coaching. I disagree. Go set a fucking screen. Like Benji said. Go set a screen. Go be active. Go do something. Make your, make yourself matter on the court. He's a big boy. He could do it. Is it all on him? No. Is some of it on him? Yes. Zach Carr, what's going on, Zach? Good to hear from you. These happen sometimes. I'm glad we fought back. I love Zach's attitude. I always appreciate you, Zach. Thank you. These uh, make the stolen ref-aided losses that much more annoying. Let's go, Knicks, on to the next one. Yeah, like I think kind of where I'm at at this point, Like things have been really good for a while now, even with the... Even with the Dallas loss, the second one, and the Bulls loss, and some of the other hard losses, Bucks, Raptors, all of that. <clears throat> it's been good. It's been good for a while now. And people have brought up like, oh my God, it could be even better. Imagine if they won just these couple of games that were obviously right there for them to win. The Bulls game, the Mavs game, you want to throw in one more. They could be dot, 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 you know, whatever. Fifth in the East, there's You know, neck and neck with this team or that team. I kind of go the other way. I'm like, they needed to bank one or two of those wins. So when the going gets tough, and I think the going is about to get tough, it doesn't get to a situation where you're in crisis mode and panic mode. That's kind of more where I'm at right now. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Thanks, Zach. Uh Rowan Beckford Sr. What's going on, Rowan? Uh, you made a great point on playback. Oh. Thank you. There's no wiggle room. I love my team, but this is why I watch more for entertainment than rooting for a chip or playoff success. Yeah, that's first of all, smart by you. <laughs> this team is not going to have uh it's not gonna win a chip this year, and it's probably not gonna have a ton of playoff success. Um they've done really well to be where they are. Um, I think they've done not a perfect job of maximizing their talent because, again, we could talk about Obi. We could talk about Cam if you want. We could talk about, I guess, Fournier, maybe someone else or another player. I don't know. I think they've done pretty good ma- uh, maximizing their talent. Um, But They're wiggle. It's not that they don't have wiggle room. They have wiggle room. They have wiggle room in the sense that, like, they could sustain an off shooting night from a guy or two if they do everything else right, or they could sustain an off defensive night if all of their offensive players show up and do like play pretty much to like the best level they can. They can't have both. Uh, they can't sustain both. Which tonight they didn't get the shooting and they didn't get the requisite defensive effort. So, um, but then again, like how many teams in the league can withstand? Can withstand? Combining words here. Can sustain withstand both of those things? Contending teams, right? Contending teams are like quasi contenders, pretenders, whatever. Basically, the top ten or eleven teams in the league. Which the Knicks are not that. You know, they're right outside that. They're in that group, that next group. That's what they are. That's what they are. TJ Akai, what's going on, TJ? We're bottom four in assists, yes, after being 30th in the last two years. I know John knows, uh, likes to tout the top 10 offense thing, but ice, heavy ISO isn't sustainable. I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to pretend to have a right answer on this. I always just go back to you deal with the talent on your roster. You deal with the strengths of the players you have, and you try to maximize those strengths and minimize the weaknesses. And to me, the fact that they are the fourth worst three-point shooting team in the league, they are still a very low effective field goal percentage team comparative to their offense. And their offense still is where it is. And that is a testament to. You're like, you're focusing on the heavy ISO stuff, but part of that design is the fact that they have 48 minutes of elite, elite offensive rebounding, which is going to turn a lot of misses into makes because it gives them second chance points. It is ignoring the fact that they are one of the lowest turnover teams in the league. And typically when you go heavy ISO, you're going to get very low turnovers. That is part of their plan. All of this goes into their offense. Like you just want to focus on the ISO. I get it. I get it. There's a lot more to it than that. Their offense to get to a top 10 offense going pretty ISO heavy and without any assists and with the talent they have, that means there's a lot else at play. You know, and none of that shit is by accident. It all goes into it. That's maximizing your talent. Now, if you tell me it's ultimately not getting us anywhere good, and we'd be better off served with a different coach and with a different scheme and taking the time to install a Spurs-style scheme or a Warriors-style scheme and to hell with the fact that we don't have the players right now to institute it, take the time, take the years, go through the pain, go through the, go through the tough years and, and, and become that sort of team, guess what? Root for the fucking owner to sell because that's what tanking looks like. And they were never going to do that. Anthony Six, though, what's going on, Anthony? I can't front. I want OG and I think the price drops. Could the cost even out in the value he brings to a future deal? Um, if they trade for OG, they're not trading him for him to then trade him. I think they're trading for him as a real as a piece because you're going to resign him in a year and a half. Um, <clears throat> to a lot of money. And it's probably going to make him not a very tradable asset, unless you're trading for him with. But like to trade for him, and you're not all like you don't. You're not going to give up the assets, even if the price lowers a little bit. You're not going to give up the assets it takes to to, assets it takes to get an OG and an Obi, unless you feel really good about him being a big part of your team. So, as far as if the price drops, I don't see it. I don't see it. I think they could get a Murray-type package. There's too many teams that want to win. There's too many teams that want to win. Um, Hush with another one. Obi would be perfect for the Warriors. I wonder how much it would be to get Moody from them. I'd give up a first-round pick and bet on him as a future pe- uh, piece. So you want to give up a f- first-round pick? a protected first and Obi for Moody. That's an overpay for a guy who is just not seeing rotation minutes right now. Like, think about this. Anthony lamb. Who's a two way player is a more impactful guy for the Warriors right now than Moses Moody. You could argue that. Uh, oh my God. What's the guy. Was it, is it Ty Jerome? Is it uh, uh, Andrew? Is it Ty Jerome on the Warriors? Yes, one of the punchable faces. Yes, okay, there you go. Ty Rome is arguably a more impact player. Another two-way guy for the Warriors than Moses Moody has been. I think you want to give up you're not get, you know. You don't need to now uh, maybe the Warriors want to give him up for a second and Obi, maybe that's a trade you make. I don't know. That's fine. Uh it'd be interesting. Robert Cross with another one. First time a long time, John. Let's say you're the GM. Are you upgrading the roster for this year or would you hold tight in picks and kids? Great question, Robert. Phrased a little differently from your last one. Slyly. You're a pretty sly guy. Uh, I would make an upgrade for sure because I think... I think at this point as a franchise, you've kind of like you've laid your course and you want like wins are important. Making the playoffs is important. Pushing a good team to six games, getting a couple wins against a good team in the first round. I think that would be important. I think there's value in that. So go for it. Now you're not going to Give up real stuff to go for it. You're not going to give up stuff you care about to go for it. So then it's about like picking and choosing. It's like, again, it's that cost benefit analysis of like, all right, if I have to give up, you know, is there a guy out there that's worth me giving up a protected first? Let's say. And Obi, again, let's say, along with Derek Rose's salary, let's say. As opposed, to, like they're, they're, okay, here's your question, right? Let's say I can get Gary Trent Jr. just for argument's sake. I'm not saying this deal is out there, but let's say I can get Gary Trent Jr. for Obi Toppin, a protected first, and um, Rose's salary. Do I make that deal, or if I can get Reggie Bullock for um, Cam Reddish, and let's say I, let's say I'm getting a, 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 a first, a second round pick back in that deal, a protected second round pick from the Mavs. Or like a crappy second round pick from the maps. Like, which of those two trades do I want to make? I I don't know. Um, Part of me wants to make maybe a more in between trade, but then I I I don't know. I really they have to do something, and I think ultimately it may just come down to making the best deal, whatever they feel like the wherever they feel like the value is, make the value. But I, I or you know. Trust your valuation, but I, I I have crossed the bridge of like I don't think you keep Obi as untouchable. Not that he was ever truly untouchable, but like you know, sacred cow. Thanks, Robert. Red uh, Sarichek with another one. By the way, played Benji in high school. He was the real deal. Had a better shot than Steve Novak at the and the IQ of Grimes. <laughs> Praying Sims minutes are here to stay. hashtag Jalen Bruntin him. I like that one. Shout out to Benji Brittle's basketball superstar. I knew he was good. I knew he was
1: good. I have to correct you, Jalen Brunton on him. Brunton on him. What did I? Brunt on him. You like Bruntin him, which is is not what he was saying. He was Brunt on him, like stunting on him. Brunt on him. Okay, there you go. This is where I don't have any any street cred. Okay. (laughs)
3: why <laughs> thank you uh, Will Oliver matinee game vibe not going to win with 7 for 26 from 3 completely agree Red check with another one if RJ's feet are moving slow on defense have him guard the 4 and give Julius extra 4 minutes of rest I mean Kyle Kuzma, I know he's not a four for this team, but that dude's a four in the modern NBA. And RJ was getting got just was getting cooked. RJ, that's the thing, that's the problem with RJ right now. It's like, who, who can he guard? He gets body. Uh, you want him to guard a four? <laughs> you know who's a four? Sky <laughs> <Scottie> Barnes. <laughs> I know this, like, whatever. It's, Barnes didn't like shoot well against RJ. I mean, Barnes ate his lunch. Kuzma ate his lunch, two Z RJ's lunch, three Z RJ's lunch. Doesn't matter what number you are. If you're going up against RJ this year, you're probably eating his lunch. Um, he just needs to be better. And he can be better. But like, anyway. Um oh, sorry, go go back go back to that for a second. I want to read the rest of that that comment from Red. Um, uh, let you keep Grimes and I quick IQ on the floor. With intermittent inducement, minutes just seems like he needs a different look on defense. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's about the look. I. <clears throat> I think he needs to be better. I think he needs to be better. Uh, Red with another one. I mentioned it the last game. Thank you for the generosity. Red. I appreciate it. Second time. Super, super chatter. Thanks for all the content on all the platforms. Bad two game stretch, but I'd rather deal with these issues now as opposed to game one of the playoffs. Like the we here season. Yeah, that did that really wasn't great when we got to the playoffs. We're like, oh, this is a house of cards. Um, and we're watching it fall down right now. No, that wasn't very fun. Um, I'd rather deal with these issues now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's fair. I I'd rather here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want the wheels to come off. I like the vibes this season. I like the vibes this season. I like the team this season. I like the way they have played this season. I like the players on the team this season. I like all of that. I want that to continue. I don't want to get to a place where we're like back in apocalypse mode, you know, where we were certainly early in the year and we kind of almost briefly hit, I guess, or we did briefly hit with the five game losing streak. I don't want to go back there, which is why, again, I will say, Win one of these games this weekend. Please. Win one of these games this weekend. Uh, busy. I hate OBs getting blamed for being used wrong. What do you want him to do? Go set a screen for a guard who didn't call for it and get an offensive foul. I mean, again, you know, the truth lies in between. You, you have to put some responsibility on him, Busy. You know? Um, and again, the being used wrong. you want it to be used as a center in this offense. You're calling him for him to be used as a center. The thing that I, I find myself constantly wondering is like, if Obi was this devastating pick and roll player, right? Where, you know, screen dive, screen dive, screen dive. And that was putting all this pressure on the, on the defense. I mean, I guess I, listen, I'm not putting anything past anybody. I suppose they could be seeing that in practice and be like, Nope we're not going to it in games like where's the evidence that obi is like a a good screener could you kind of do have to be a, a good screener to to do that you know stuff like where's the evidence that obi is a guy who could catch the ball in traffic like we love obi top and finishes in transition but and when he ducks in from the corner and it's He's just always doing is running in from the corner and he's he's kind of uncontested catching the lob. Or even off a cut. But operating off a, a pick and roll, like you're not getting. It's really tough to get lobs out of that. Like they get lobs out of that with Mitch, but that's what are those lobs? Those are lobs off the arm off the hands of RJ Barrett, who's a six foot seven guy, tossing it up high above the defense, and he could do that. And notice we don't get Jalen Brunson doing that because he's smaller. So that's RJ doing that. And Mitch, who, when he jumps, his reach after he jumps is as high as anybody in the league. That's not Obi, you know? So, like, you're not just throwing him lob after lob on high pick and rolls. So, you're relying on him to make, if not plays in space, I don't don't know, like, tough finishes in traffic, right? Or tough finishes over someone at the rim. Like, this stuff is hard. And like the fact that they don't go to it more to me is an indication that they don't feel like it's a reliable source of offense. Now I could be wrong. God knows I've been wrong many times before, but like we, you know, we've never seen it. And like the the default is like, we've never seen it. Shame on the Knicks. We've never seen it. And I just wonder if there isn't another side of the coin where it's like, well, maybe there's a reason we haven't seen them try to go to that more regularly. That's my only pushback. Haitian uh, hey Ferg, what's going on, Haitian? Hey Always great to hear from you. Compare top 30 players in the league and rank our one-on-one players against that list. Coaches will allow their best players to do what they do best. Our top three players are ball dominant. Um, free, uh, f- F-T. FT. 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 Front office. Well, slow on the uptick. Front office needs to create. No, that's not front office. What is FTOFF? It's front office. You got it. Office. Needs needs create more IQ and QG clones. Oh, I didn't read the rest of that. There I you know. go. Um, yeah, if they had one more IQ and one more Quinn Grimes, team would be fucking awesome. Hey, <laughs> that much. Uh. Yeah, like the problem has again. I I just I, I know I'm a numbers guy. I know nobody wants to hear it, but like you can't fake it. You can't fake it. And if you want to tell me it's unsustainable, and if you want to tell me like it's the wrong way to go about things, just any watch any playoff series ever. It's all ISO. <laughs> Everybody knows everybody's shit. They have time to prepare for you. All the players are going to know what's coming. There's not going to be any players on the floor get played off because of their defense. It's your best guys versus my best guys. And so the way the Knicks run their offense, that is what they're preparing for. You know? It is what it is. Thanks, Haitian, As always, always appreciate it, man. All right, that's it. We're done. Um, Andrew, let me know if I missed anything or if we have to say anything else before we go. But if not... Thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, don't forget to like this video. If you are watching this still and you have not subscribed to this channel, what are you doing? Subscribe. We just passed 11,000 subscribers onwards and upwards to 12,000 or uh, yeah, subscribers, right? Uh, and follow Nick Film School on social uh, at Nick Film School. And also I'll give one more shout out to. Um, oh, my God. I'm going to get his name. Ace Zulu- Ace Zulu,
1: right? Correct. Okay.
3: Go follow him on Twitter. Uh, really happy to have him as an addition to the team. Put out a great film breakdown today. Looking forward to him more doing more stuff uh, for us uh, moving forward. And you will hear from me again after- Friday. Or Friday? After the game on Friday. Man, I'm, just, I'm just loving these Thursdays off. You're welcome. Thank you, Andrew. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Speaking of casual Friday drops Friday morning. Um, I will have an interview for the pregame pod on uh, Friday at noon with legendary broadcaster Steve Holman, who's been covering the Hawks or announcing the Hawks for a long time. And we're going to talk about the Hawks um, for a conversation you'll get to hear before the game on Friday. And then it's John and APJP throughout the weekend. So suddenly the suddenly feisty Hawks Four in a row, one game behind the Knicks. Yeah, I'm uh, just telling you now. Looking at the schedule more and more, I'd sign up right now for five and nine. And by all means, go six and eight. You know, but I would sign up right now for five and nine. You, you might not be crazy for that. You might not be crazy. For now that. look, when they go when they go seven and seven and. That the Claudio curse gets reversed, okay? That I said five and nine and they did better. Yeah, okay. You get no credit. Hawks in six, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wrong about everything, right? How's, how's Brooklyn's run to the finals last year? I was a year early. Yeah, <laughs> so that's where we're going with Alright, we gotta go.
3: Alright, I'll see everybody later. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out.